Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us, as today we have our conclusion of a great interview with Dr. Michael Jaquith, who calls himself a modern Catholic guy that prioritizes his faith and is also a life coach as he helps Christian men who really want to become the man God wants them to be. Amen. He's also a podcaster, host of the Catholic Life Coach for Men podcast. And now if you missed any of our prior episode, you just need to go back and catch up as I don't have any time today to replay any of the previous parts of our conversation. And it was really great. So you need to go back and catch that if you missed it. Amen. All right. Let's jump back into the interview now with Dr. Michael Jukeith. How are you? How are you able to help someone? who seems like they have it all on the outside. You know, they got the, the big mansion, the beautiful wife, the two kids, the two brand new cars in the driveway, you know, a million dollars in the bank or whatever. But they're coming to you for help because they don't feel like they have it all together on the inside. Henry David Thoreau said that we're all leading lives of quiet desperation. And I think in the modern, wealthy, lots of stuff, you know, first world country that we have, that's more true than ever. The human heart was not created for cars. It was not created for mansions. It was not created for anything really of this world. It was created for love, for love with God, and it was created for relationships with other human beings. And one of the greatest ironies is, and you can read about this in study after study, that happiness only scales with income when your income is so low that you're being denied the basic goods. But as soon as you have the basic necessities, more income does not make more happiness. In fact, the, the correlation is, tends to be the other way around. Yeah. And a lot of that is because when you have the goods and the stuff and the shinies and all the bells and whistles, it actually, the net effect is to actually cut you off from those around you and it separates right. you. And right. If you have a 10,000 square foot mansion, what are the odds on you and your wife bumping into each other and having that moment of connection? If you live in a 1200 square foot house, you guys are going to be bumping all the time. You get a chance to you know, caress your shoulder, give her a quick kiss, the opportunities for the connection are there. But if you're in a huge mansion, you might not see each other for the whole day. I mean, there's probably a whole room I forgot about. It doesn't even exist in my brain, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. The stuff does not bring happiness. That's right. Like on the bottom end of the income, yeah, there's a different story we made there. But the truth is that 99% of Americans aren't in that space really. Like maybe yeah. a little bit, but we're not really there. We're pretty well provided for. God is taking care of our basic needs. And so the challenge then becomes, what do I do as a Christian man to fill this God-sized hole in my heart? And I can shove in all the new cars and all the shinies, and it doesn't fill it. And those guys are equally as lonely, equally as sad, and equally as just suffering in silence mm -hmm. is somebody who's not doesn't have those things. Oh, yeah. I, I've All the same. This, I've used this as an example for years that, you know, when you go somewhere, let's say you go to Beverly Hills or whatever, you take the tour, right? And you see all these men, well, this is where this actor lives. This is where this actress lives. This is where so-and-so lives. And, and be, oh, I wish I could be like them and live in a place like that. 
And I would tell you know, my grandkids, I say, no, you don't. I say, if you think about it, they can't come out and go shopping yep. like every other person. You know, that's why they put on disguises and, you know, big sunglasses and wigs and, you know, baggy clothes, stuff, just so they can go out to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, like everybody else, they thought all of this would bring them happiness. And what they found out is we're looking from the outside. Oh, that is so beautiful. They're on the inside looking at the bus go by. I wish I could be like them. You know, yeah. They have made their own prison here on earth. They're locked. You know, the, the, the gate is locked so nobody can get in. That gate's also keeping them inside. I remember the Bible story of the of the rich man who has the huge harvest and builds up even larger barns. Yeah. And God says, and you fool, tonight your life will be taken from you. Yep. And I think that is a, a, a parable that all of us in America, because the truth is, Pastor Bob, I don't care how you draw the demographics. If you look at all of history, we are all more wealthy and more oh, overflowing man. with material goods than 99.99999% of all humans through all time. Yep. And that lesson we've got to take into heart. Amen. And, and and your training, you also share that for many men today, the only role models that society even lifts up today are the bad ones. Those that promote, you know, and point people towards evil and hatred rather than towards God. How can we as Christians combat the social societal trends and lead others as well as ourselves to success in this life without the approval of those influences in our life i think the first step is to give up on their approval why do i need their approval mm -hmm. i think we go back to the proverbs iron sharpens iron every guy loves to quote oh, this yeah. few guys like to think it through because here's the deal you think about that passage really how does iron sharpen iron it's not it's not pleasant it's got a lot of friction a lot of heat a lot of sparks it's gonna hurt but it gets even better because what do you do after you sharpen the iron well you go out and you use it and what does using the iron do it dulls it so i guess we're going back to again this isn't a one and done kind of deal and so the first thing I think is we have got to, as men, have other godly men in our lives, men who are older and more experienced, men who are younger and less experienced. You need, you need the spectrum. We've got to have that there. But then I think part of it, too, is just a rejection of the culture and its values. You know, I, I love the TV show The Chosen, uh, Dallas Jen Jenkins, um, doing tremendous work with that. And I respect him even more as he came out just recently, and he admitted that he is currently struggling with pornography. And here's where I think that's such an important admission. By him saying that, he allows the door to begin in the conversation of something else that's super critical. So that us men have got to be, we've got to be talking about our struggles with sexuality. We have yeah. got to be talking about our struggles in this world. And Indiana Jones, he didn't struggle with that. Homer Simpson didn't struggle with that. And, and you look across the board, you don't see that there. Right. You know, I look on the feminine side, at least I've got like Mother Teresa. Praise the Lord for her example. And look at the power she wields through her holiness. Like she in front of the whole presence, whatnot, stood up in front of President Obama, said abortion was wrong and, and nobody could say anything back to her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was a great moment right yeah. there. Amen. That still brings Amen. me to tears a little bit. Yeah. However, on the male side, we may not have that. So two things, let's create our own. I'm not going to stand up and say that Dallas Jenkins is necessarily my role model, but I respect what he's doing. And so I applaud him for that. I love what you're doing here by trying to bring up guys and say, here's some other people, here's some perspectives. Here's a discussion we can have with something that matters. The, the traditional media may have failed us as men, as Christian men, then turn to the alternative media. Amen. Find someone there. Like we are, we can't be passive about this. We can't just sit back and like, oh well, God didn't drop any in my lap. I guess I'll just have to give up on the whole process. Mm. 
That's not what we see in the gospel. That's not what we see in the lives of the apostles. They get out there, they strive, they fight, they search and they search and they search, they get beaten up and they keep searching. And that's what I think we need to do. Amen. Amen. And I know you teach also on the, the, how to use the, the power of our words. I mean, the power of our words, especially for our own words, they, they hold tremendous power. Oh, yes. Can you share with us a little on the proper use of words? Absolutely. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and he created humankind in his image and likeness, right? Well, we think about that for a second. Like, oh, cool. I'm in the image and likeness of God. Yay me. However, let's go a little bit deeper. How did God create? Through the word, God created all that was. Now, I want to be very careful. I'm not trying to be, you know, speaking overly much of human beings. Because obviously, we are not divine. But nevertheless, in the image and likeness of God, God has given us a creative power, less than his own, that, in the image of likeness of God, takes place through our words. And let me use one more image to maybe kind of cement this in before I become practical. Science tells me that when I think a thought, though there's like trillions and quadrillions of neural connections in my brain, right? And every time I think a thought, a new physical connection is formed, a new neural channel, potassium ions, calcium ions, blah, blah, blah. What literally means is the word in my head becomes flesh in my head. And think about that for a significance of what I have been given in the image and likeness of Christ. That is a power that we as human beings, in general, take far too lightly. And this is well documented. The, secu- the secular culture is all over this. You read about the power of, of positive attitude and the power of thinking and, and all this stuff about how visualizing things makes it happen. And they're right, but for the wrong reason. They come at that from a prideful perspective. And yeah. many Christians, in a genuine effort towards humility, reject all that, saying, oh, I feel the pride. I don't want that. And yes, it's good to reject the pride. But the fundamental metaphysical reality, the truth behind the creative power of the human brain, is just not something we should throw out. And if I'm a Christian man, and I look at my wife, and I think, this will never work. This will never work. I can't love this woman. I'm not good enough. Whatever these thoughts are, they are becoming reality. And if you don't believe that, schedule a free hour with me, and I will show you exactly how your thoughts are becoming reality in your life. Because this is scientifically proven. This is theologically proven. There's a great book called As a Man Thinketh, and it goes through, and it mm-hmm. really yeah. crystal clear spells out the biblical way that your thoughts have creative power in your life. But here's what's better. When you realize that, the responsibility falls on you with what are you going to do with it. And it's like you're the man who has one talent. And suddenly realizes you're actually the guy who has five talents and like, shoot, the stakes are higher. I really got to invest these talents to get a return. Because maybe, maybe you're like, don't worry. The one talent I know about of investing, well, praise the Lord. But there's four talents, which are your thoughts, that you're not investing at all. And let's take control of those and bring those up to God. One more quick short story. I know this is a long answer. That's when right. I was in my certification, there was this lady. And Lord Lover, she was struggling with emotional eating. And so one day her husband's traveling and she bakes an entire tray of brownies. The, the big, the nine by 13, like the double bagger kind of deal, right? And so she sits down with this, she flips on the TV and proceeds to eat the entire tray in one sitting, right? Wow. Exactly. We all cringe. Wow. We all know a lot of us have been there. I will not admit details, but it may have happened, right? But here's what's critical. Her next thought determines everything. And her next thought was, no human being should ever sit here and do this. I'm so horrible. Sit for a second. Think about the power of that thought. What would you predict that thought's going to cause to happen next? She feels so bad about herself and she can't live in that feeling exactly right. She goes and she eats more. Now, here's the key. It may be true 
that no human being should eat an entire tray of brownies in one sitting. I'm not going to necessarily get into the details, but it's possible that could be true. But it does not serve you to think it, and it is not honoring the creative power that God gave you to choose to spend this miraculously powerful device called your brain combined with your spirit and your will on that thought. And instead, what I encouraged her to say, now she wasn't actually Christian because of my certification, but the Christian version of what I said to her is, immediately turn to Christ, admit, maybe I did something wrong, but fix your eyes on him so that like Peter in the water, fix your eyes on him because otherwise that water's going to sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen, amen. Now, I was talking to... Uh... I believe it was Pastor Tracy Harris out of, of Arkansas. And he told a story. Well, one of his parishioners came up to him and said, Pastor, I know I'm not supposed to be smoking, but I just can't give it up. And every time I smoke, I feel condemned. He says, you're not condemned. You're saved. You know, God has blessed you and saved you. You are not condemned. He goes, here, you, you can smoke as much as you want. You know, that's not going to send you to hell. You can smoke as much as you want, but just do me a favor. Every time you light up a cigarette, just pray, I know this is not for me. And just do it. Every just you know, I'm not going to condemn you about smoking, but just say that every time you light up a cigarette. About two weeks later, he came in, Pastor, I've stopped smoking for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because it was just reinforcing, this is not for me. This is not for me. And he's doing seven, eight, 10 times a day. And after about a week, 10 days, he's like, I don't need this stuff no more. You know? Nice. And, uh, and uh, he told that story and I, that just rooted it in, you know, you don't have to condemn. I mean, uh, Pastor Hagen senior told a story about, he was given an altar call one time and this woman came up, beautiful young lady. And she said, I want to receive Jesus as my savior, but I don't think he'll accept me. She goes, why? She goes, because I love dancing. She's talking about nightclub dancing. And he said, well, you can dance for God. She goes, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to, I just enjoy dancing for myself and, and going out there. She says, well, that's not a problem. You dance as much as you want. That's all you got to do. Every time you go dance, say, okay, God, I know I'm dancing here, but I want to do this for you. And, and just go out and enjoy yourself. Don't worry about it. In case she came back the next Sunday and said, you sly dog. <laughs> he goes, I don't want to dance anymore. <laughs> so as I said, the words we're talking about, folks, we're talking here with Pastor Michael Jakeith, or uh, Dr. Michael Jakeith, and he's been talking about the power of your words. I mean, you know, I know you teach on the power of words, and, you know, we have God's DNA inside of us. You just talk about how we're created in the image and likeness of God. That means we have God's DNA inside us. I mean, I don't look like my father or my mother. I look like my uncle on my other side, right? But even though I don't look like my dad, they can't say that I don't have his DNA. And even though I don't look like my mother, they can't say I don't have her DNA. It's through her DNA that I got to look like my uncle, right? And we are not God but we have God's DNA inside us. So therefore, if we have God's DNA inside us, we are created in the image and likeness of God. I mean, he he spoke words to create us. He formed us out of the dirt of the ground, but he breathed his life into us. So we have God's DNA, which means 
we have God inside us. Even if it's just in a strand of DNA, the worst sinner, in the, Adolf Hitler, for all we know, could be in heaven right now. I doubt it. But if he received Jesus as his savior and repented of all his sins just before he killed himself, he could be in heaven. And I tell people all the time, you're going to be surprised when you get to heaven and find out who's people? there. Yeah, wow. Praise the Lord. That'd be you so. made it. But we're also going to be surprised at how many aren't there because it was just mouth only. Just, you know, they were going through the motions and, wow, I thought for sure sister so-and-so would be here. Nowhere to be found. But you're going to see someone, you're going to say, wow, you made it here? (laughs) And I'm going to be one of them. There are people that knew me the first, you know, 30 years of my life that they're going to say, wow, I was never expecting to see you here. (laughs) But that's because God's DNA is inside us. Amen. Tell us a little bit about your, do you have anything to say about that before we move on? Oh, all I was going to say real quickly is just when we hold on to that truth, I think there's sort of a, a sense of freedom, a sense of potency that comes that says, I'm not a victim to what's happening around me. I yeah, do amen. have creative power to respond. And so often I hear it said, Pastor Bob, someone will say something like, so-and-so did this thing, so I had to respond this way. And I say, pause. You don't. God gave you free will. And as part of that free will, he gave you the ability to not be a victim to others' choices. And that free will is so often expressed through the word, thought, spoken, or even just in the in the, in the fighting fibers of our heart. That that word is that power, is that vessel that we have to choose that free will. And we underestimate how much of our free will we give up and turn ourselves into victims yeah. when we don't harness the words. We focus on the actions. We don't. We set need to start with the words in our head and the words we speak if you want to be have that power. Yeah. Amen. That is so true. So true. You know, tell us a little bit about your podcast, the Catholic yeah. Life Coach for Men podcast. So I'm on a mission, and my mission is basically to make it so another guy has to stumble quite as badly as I stumbled. So <laughs> I, I I hit all the checkboxes for stuff you're not supposed to do. I left the church. I chased the ladies. I drank like a fish. You know, I kind of came back, had my back to Jesus moment, thought everything was solved, hadn't dealt with any of the root cause problems, and then continued to make a mess of it for the next decade, right? Yeah. And so I'm sure no guy listening can relate to that story at all. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. <laughs> right. But God, in his goodness, he did, he gave me a couple of huge blessings, right? He comes up and the first guy is a guy named Ben. So imagine here's the setting. Here's Michael, younger Michael. He's got a one-year-old, the one using the cry room, the one-year-old screaming. It's a church. He's losing his cool. He's squeezing a little too hard. Next Sunday, Ben comes up to me. Hey, my name's Ben. Here's a little zip drive with some talks that really helped me. Here's my card. Call me a call. Let's have lunch. I want to see if I can help you. I pushed back at first. I'm going to fully confess I wasn't happy in that moment. But I get home. My wife talks some sense into me. God hit me upside the head with a two by four and I took Ben up in his offer. Changed my life forever. Amen. Same thing again later on with Gary. Same thing later on with Dan. And other guys God has placed in my life specifically because he knew I was on a path to the bad and God wanted me back on the path to the good. And this podcast is my efforts to a large extent to just collate this wisdom, to collate some of this advice, some of this teaching Mm -hmm. into a practical way where I want the the guy who's like, oh, I know I'm not living up to God's potential. I'm struggling with anger, sports, pornography, alcohol, you name it. We all have our poisons of choice. And the core thing is I can't handle the pain in my life. And so I'm choosing this other thing to buffer with so I don't have to feel that pain, but it's actually sinking my life even further. And this podcast is my answer to that that says, hey, 
Just check it out. They've got episodes on a lot of that stuff right now. Almost all this stuff. I have to fully confess to you, I can't connect to the sports one as much. That's just me. But everything else on that list and that podcast is designed to say, this is a starting point where maybe I can be the Ben or the Gary or the Dan in your life. Amen. Amen. And you offer Christian life coaching for men that you know, professes faith in Christ, not just Catholics, correct? I mean, as long as they're Absolutely. born again. Christ. So I am Catholic and I am the Catholic sort that believes that if you profess to the name of Jesus Christ as Lord, you have a lot more in common with me than different. And in this day and age, I don't have time to dink around with those differences. Yep. We are in a culture where if you haven't looked outside the window, take a look right now, this culture is not Christian anymore. We are in a post-Christian culture. They are, have an agenda. Their agenda is flashed across every electronic device. All the news stories just stream their agenda. Let's not drive into politics or conspiracy theories. It's just read the news stories. You see the agendas. Exactly. Yep. That's the world we live in here. And brothers, we've got to get together on this. Yeah. And look, I do think there are some important theological differences here, but that is not the crisis right now. Right. I feel like we're in a situation where somebody's got like, you disagree with how their nails are filed. And the doctor's like, oh, maybe we should get through some nails. And the guy's like, look, the guy's having a heart attack right now. Let's deal with that first. Yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And so I say that I'm Catholic because I pronounce the world. That's who I am. And who I will work with and who I will help is someone who professes Christian. And let me be fully transparent with you here for a second, Path Rob. I've had clients that weren't Christian. Mm -hmm. And that has been very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Because when you experience the healing power of Jesus Christ, when you find that door in your heart, I love the image where it has the door handle on the inside, so they have to open it up, right? And you find that door, and someone finally opens up and lets Christ in. And I have had grown men, like big burly men, like, I'm here to get healing. And they will break down and sob like little babies as Jesus comes in and heals oh, yeah. that wound that's been there for 30, 40, 50 years. And then without Jesus, it's not the same thing. That's right. And so when I started this business, I said, I will not go without Jesus. It would be so much easier. Like, honestly, I would have more clients if I just simply did what I do oh, yeah. in the secular world. But I said, Jesus has to be there. So I'm a Catholic Christian. I am a Catholic man. I will work with anyone who hails and professes Jesus Christ to be Lord. Yep. Amen. And, and I'm the same way with the, like with this podcast. Uh, we talked a little bit before the recording. You know, I I set, I draw the line if they are not, you know, I want to come on and talk about, you know, uh, how I open this series of bars and, you know, uh, all across the states and God's made me wealthy and I want to share how to make other people wealthy. No, you're not a fit for our podcast, you know, and uh, I'm, you know, that's just the line in the sand that I drew, you know, but I, I'll talk to people. You know, I've, I've interviewed, you know, Jewish men from Israel and, you know, they say, well, I'm, I'm not Christian. Well, that's all right. You know, we serve the same God, you know, and didn't want to offend him and say, but you will be. <laughs> but, you know, that's so funny. I just had this awesome Jewish life, Jewish life coach for men on my podcast. And so I, I kind of subtitled it, you know, a Catholic and a Jew walk into a podcast. I, it was just, it was so great, but it's the similarities are so strong. And he was like strict traditional, you know, all, I forget 470, whatever different rules yeah. and talk about how those fit into coaching. It was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, amen. But yeah, but I'm I'm following the same path. Praise the Lord. So, Doctor Mike, this has been so interesting. If someone listening to us right now wants more information or or would like to ask you a question, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Absolutely. So head over to my web, website, www.catholiclifecoachformen.com. Uh, you can get two different ways. Either there's contact, drop me an email, or if you want, I have this as a wide open offer. Any human being out there who draws breath is male and says Jesus Christ is the Lord can sign up for a free one hour. 
And in that one hour, I pour into your life. We have a conversation. You know what? A lot of guys literally take me up in this offer and I never hear from them again because they never, it's just totally free and they get something out of it and they go on their way. And I say, praise the Lord that God has given me an option to help this person. And so sign up for that free hour. Like I have had guys break down crying in that one hour as they realize what matters in life that they're not doing. So check it out www.catholiclifecoachformen.com. Amen. Yeah, I I've had people doing the same thing, and and when I turn away, I know that's not happening right now. But I tell them, Lord, the seed's been planted. Somebody yep. else has to water it, and someone else can harvest it. But the seed has been planted. And you know, when I was in Bible school, I remember uh, one of the classes they said that the statistics they, they mentioned wherever the research was done, but the average person has to hear the gospel something like 478 times on average. It sounds about right. Christ. Right. And when you're talking to someone, you don't know if this is the first time they've ever heard it or the 700th time they've ever heard it. Cause that's average. There's, you know, some people accept Jesus the first time they ever hear about it. Some it takes a thousand times. Some never do, but the average is 407 days. So you don't know where you're at on that spectrum. So all you can do is sow to seed, pray, Lord, let the Holy Spirit do the work. And that took it. me 12 years, 12 years between when I knew what I was supposed to do and when I finally agreed to do it. Oh yeah, I, I, I know. And like I said, when I got born again, I was 35 years old. You know, yep. and I was raised in the church. <laughs> and like I said, when I was in the military, I'll just say I lived the soldier's lifestyle, put it like that. Yep. And the people would come to me and try and witness to me. Oh, yeah, I've, I, I already have Jesus, my savior. I mean, I went through the confirmation classes and everything, you know, and I'm a member of the church. My name's on a roll, you know, but it wasn't until many, many, many years later that I really had that opportunity to receive Jesus as my savior and my life complete 180. And, uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and I know folks, someone, if you're a man who has, or is struggling with some of the things, Dr. Michael Jaquith and I have discussed today, I urge you to drop down into the show notes and reach out to him, ask your questions. Listen to the podcast. I mean, you're listening to this episode today for a reason. God has preordained that you would be listening to us right now for a reason. Don't ignore it. Amen. Before he knew before the world was formed that you would be listening to us right now, whenever this is. Drop down into the show notes. Reach out to Dr. Michael Jaquith. Ask your questions. Seek the answers to problems you may be having with handling stress and the problems of life and, and learn how to live the life God has planned for you to live and prosper with. Amen. Dr. Michael, I want Amen. to thank you again for the time that you've taken out of your schedule to join us on the program today and all the great information you shared. I, I really do appreciate it. Pastor Bob, it has been my delight and I give thanks to God for the opportunity. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for Dr. Michael Jupiter and myself, this passed by reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. 
With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.